gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Starry Death Machine podcast. We have a very special guest on today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we have Chris from Body Snatcher here. Thank you so much for joining us today. What's up, man? Thank you for having me. Yeah, man, of course. Round of applause. That was applause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll throw in a, a clap track in there for a second. I was going to say, I really hope you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so first of all, how are you doing, man? Like in all this, in all this craziness that's going on in the in the world, how how is you know how you doing? Uh, doing fairly well. I'm I'm down in like uh, south southwest Florida, so it's like I'm like two hours south of Tampa. Mm-hmm. But, oh, for um, sure. Um, you know, I I can't really complain. I mean, it, the world is what it is right now. I just kind of got to kind of deal with it and try and stay safe. You know. Yeah, fair enough. Definitely fair enough. It's crazy with all these tours and shows being canceled so quickly that I noticed that a lot of musicians are saying like, you know, they're going stir crazy at home because they got nothing to do because, you know, these guys are used to being on the road for, you know, six, seven yeah. months out of the year. I can only imagine how crazy it must be right now. Yeah, yeah. We we had tours that weren't announced yet that got canceled and oh, it, sucks, it yeah, it sucks. Really, we had a really sick tour. I was so hyped on it and yeah, now it's not happening. Yeah, seriously, because it's actually kind of funny because we just saw you guys in L.A. Um, in February, uh-huh. uh, like like on, right on before, the headliner. Yeah, yeah. But right, like right before this uh, this whole thing happened. So we're lucky enough for you to see you like, on that tour, if anything. I'm know? pretty sure I'm pretty sure everyone on our tour got it. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure everyone on it because <laughs> I mean, the drummer Tyler from Born Anew, he got mm-hmm. so sick. Born Anew actually didn't play; they didn't didn't play for two days because he was so sick he couldn't even move. He ended up going Jesus. to the hospital, and oh he had he had a fever for like five days. Every sick, every uh, Kyle Medina, our mm-hmm. uh, body snatcher singer, he got so sick he had to go to the hospital. Jesus, um, what? Every single person on our tour got sick, got better, and then got sick worse, and then got better again. Bro, everyone oh, caught the Rona. Every, yeah, yes, seriously, man. Jeez, that's that's yeah. hearing all these. I'm hearing all these it people. I'm like, yeah, I'm hearing all these people be like, "Damn, I was sick like unexplainably for like a month before all this shit, like all this shit happened, and now yeah. all of a sudden everyone's like, oh no, you're dying of a, like a crazy sickness.' And everyone's like, "Bro, I had this like six months ago. What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, Dude, it's, uh, crazy. it's been a thing since like January or something like that. Like, some, like something yeah. crazy. Like, like it's been around yeah. earlier before even yeah before it was even a thing. You know, Bra- yeah. uh, Brandon got like super sick. He he was he had a like a really bad fever. Was um, it because of that show? I don't you know. <laughs> he, you know, he did get he, he he did get sick after the show. I'm not. I'm not oh no. Uh, yeah, I say there's a a dude that's that lives in my town is a, a dj that lives here he like you know one of the dudes that djs is like at like bars and stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh he, he's like 42 and he got diagnosed with it and he ended up dying two weeks later Shit. oh my gosh yeah that's it's crazy nuts, that's insane yeah it I just affects that... it affects everybody different you know what i mean you never know what yeah. to expect i guess I think yeah, the scariest. Crazy, I think man. the scariest thing about it is that it's so unpredictable, and yes. you know, just people who are relatively healthy, just you know, they're they're affected so badly, and yeah, it's yeah, really hard to yeah. gauge, you know, who's safe and who's not. And yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of people in the country that, uh, you know, a lot of people don't have a primary physician. They don't go to the doctor normally, so they think that they're a healthy person and. They're mm. not, you know. and they're not. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's insane. Um, um, so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, <laughs> while while we're sorry, while we're on the subject of you know the whole uh, COVID nineteen uh, dilemma we have here, dilemma putting it lightly, but um, how do you think you know with all these uh, sorry, tours people. being? Oh, so you're good. With all these tours being canceled and all these um, touring bands essentially being put out of work and um, also, all the venues uh, being put out of work. How do you think this will affect the music scene in the future when all this blows over? I think um, when all this blows over, it's going to be huge for the music scene. I, I, feel, I feel like <laughs> the music, every, I feel like shows are going to be thriving. You know, like, right. like realistically, yeah, this sucks, but it, it is going to 
be positive in the end. Yeah. I like. It's like there's going to be some nutty lineups coming up soon. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, not not only that, there's going to be – I mean, a lot of the tours that got canceled are getting rescheduled. <laughs> I, I think, like, right away – I mean, I honestly don't think people are going to be able to start touring until, until next year. Yeah, yeah. I, that's the, and that's looking at it optimistically because they said they're not even going to have like things being open regular again until like September, October. They're looking for because before it was like okay, maybe April. Then they're saying okay, July. Now they're saying like September. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's so just like they, I'm they saying, push back. I'm saying like to the point where they're like, yeah, we can have 500 people in a room. But that's going to be 2021. Oh, hundred yeah. oh, yeah, percent. Absolutely, yeah. You know, it's, it's, all it's, these... like, it's like one of those things where it's just like you don't know what you have. Like you kind of take take for granted some of these things, like until yeah. they just get taken away from you out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Especially oh, when, when we like, when we started yeah. that tour, we knew. You know what I mean? When yeah. we start, we started that tour worried. You know, and we, <laughs> we're we're like, damn, we're gonna fucking die or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, but I don't know. It, that that tour actually ended up being the, one of the best tours that we ever did. Dude, so honestly, I will, I will say this much: one yeah. of the one of the heaviest live bands I've seen in a long yeah for, real. for sure definitely. Thank you, thank you. Like, like your your live sound is just absolutely crushing, man. Like, dude, that that dude that runs sound at seventeen twenty is the man. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny that because dude, he uh, rips. Actually, Ju- Justin was saying he was like, bro, he's like, when I got up on stage, it was like, 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 Justin, what did you say when you played that show? Um. Because um, we we were one of the opening bands on that um, on that bill. Um, oh, sick! Yeah, we we're uh, Marrow. So we oh, cool. we got up there, and you know we're used to playing like you know I think the biggest venue we played was like, I don't know like Program or something Malone's. No, M- MSC is a little bit bigger than that. Okay, well, I, well, I I never I, I never played, but oh, um, you know we're we used to playing like house shows and bar shows. Yeah, yeah, um, stuff like that. So when we got on stage and I started uh, running my bass through the, the PA, <clears throat> and you could hear it through like the monitors in the house, I was like, "Holy!" No, God, the whole dude. whole stage dude, is just shaking. Dude, everything was vibrating. I was, dude, this is crazy. Yeah, when we uh <laughs> when we saw the routing for the tour, because like we don't really get to. Here's here's a little insight when bands post, <laughs> when bands that aren't huge bands post, where do you want to see us next? That's just a scam to get people to comment on their post because <laughs> because we don't we don't get to pick you know we, like like we do to a certain extent but nothing like we can't be like oh yeah we're playing this venue for sure you know yeah but, right so when we saw the, like the final route and we saw we we're playing seventeen twenty I was like god damn it dude that place is so big like like there's no way that show's gonna look like a good show because there's not going to be enough people there to fill that room. It's and then we got room. there and we played and I was like, holy shit, that was a really <laughs> awesome show. Yeah, yeah dude, man. people love you down in LA. Like, like seriously. That shit it's, was it's, fucking crazy. It dude. was amazing. Yeah, it was super sick. So um, like with, with, with that being said, um, kind of going back a little bit, what would you say is like, like the first show that you kind of play where you were like damn this is it you know what i mean like me as an individual or with body snatcher um both one of both we got some time yeah okay um i've played a lot of shows um <laughs> i say like like the first i mean i played so many local shows like i mean i'm talking 2003 2004 i'm 32 mm-hmm. so uh <laughs> i was i was in a band called king conquer and yes um mm-hmm. we used to when i was in high school we played shows at the a skate park in naples florida called uh fleshman park and mm-hmm. there there would be a show there every single friday and i mean those shows back then local shows there'd be 150 200 people every single so show, Jesus, you know and so right when i started playing shows i was like yo this is it <laughs> <laughs> but uh but with body snatcher i would say because I, uh, everyone in the band is fairly new besides our singer, mm-hmm. and the first tour that we did that I did with the band, like once all the new members were right before all the new members joined, mm-hmm. um, the first show I played was I forget what the fest was called, but it was a fest, in Texas. and 
my first show on stage with Body Center, and it was like it was like Diodor's Murder and Oceano, and Damn. I, like <laughs> it, it was a huge fest. And same thing, it was like a big stage, like seventeen twenty, and the sound mm-hmm. was just so good. And like right when that first eight oh eight hit of the set, I was just like, "Good lord." <laughs> <laughs> And That's then on that, that same tour, that's it. That same tour, we played like five fests and we played New England Metal Hardcore Fest. That was the, the last year oh, nice. that, it, that it happened. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Shows have just been really sick. I, I just I just love playing shows with Body Smasher just because like mm-hmm. it's violent, aggressive music. Oh, and God. no matter oh, yeah, where absolutely. you're playing, it's like it's sick. Every night's sick. Yeah, that's 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 super super dope. And plus, like your lineup on this tour was absolutely stacked. Like, dude, Great American Ghost, Distinguisher, Born Under, like these are like like heavy hitter bands, man. Yeah, no, it was awesome. We actually got to pick every band that was on the tour. We got, oh, we got to. That's so tight. Yeah, that's what we really wanted. Strangled to be on the whole tour, but they couldn't. Um, they they didn't have the means to actually like tour tour. But we were mm-hmm. able to get strangled's been a, i don't know if you've listened to them or not but i think that's the meanest band in the history of music um, <laughs> but dude yeah strangled is stupid they are, they're very and they're and, and live they're like the most intimidating band to watch ever like you are scared the whole time it's so sick <laughs> it's so crazy. i'm not going that's to the pit what do you say <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's actually um, kind of funny you say that because when that like because that 1722 was my first time seeing body snatcher live yeah and dude i, I was in the back because I, I actually i i broke my notes earlier in the show so i was taking a break oh wow to, to, yeah mm-hmm. but um i was kind of in the back i was watching and i just saw like the absolute chaos that was in front of me and it was like ridiculous i was like yeah. oh my god that's what i wanted to be every day yeah seriously <laughs> that's it that was a fantastic show I man. like i had so much fun at that show thank you but yeah, so we ended up, we we asked for Great American Ghost because their last album they put out was like one of my favorite releases of like 2018. I think that album came out. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I I really like that band a lot. And then um, Born Anew, they're on the same label as us, and they're managed by our old manager. And oh, nice. Um, yeah, we just like all the kids of Born Anew a lot. They're they're really nice. They work really hard. I feel like I feel like they get underdogged a lot because they're a really good band. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, tight. So, and Distinguisher, we've toured with them a couple other times before, and they're homies of ours as well. Yeah, like, I, I've seen it, I've seen a Distinguisher a bunch of times because they because because they, they're they're in Vegas, they roll through LA a lot, so I've seen them a bunch of times. Yeah, super nice guys. Super mm-hmm. nice guys. Yeah, super great guys. Um, while while we're on the stuff, while we're on the subject of um, bands currently, uh, you know, touring and working right now. Um, what are some bands um, that are on your radar right now? Like current bands, like up uh, up up and coming bands. Um, I would definitely say Strangled is number one. For sure, um, yeah. I can't really say what they're doing right now, but shit's about to pop off. It's gonna be Uh-oh. so sick. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that band is fucking sick. Um, I really like. Uh. I really like a band from Florida called Broadmoor. Broadmoor. Okay, for sure. Broadmoor is a really sick band. Um, Dealey Baza, I don't know. They they were Dude. doing stuff a while ago, and they're, now... they're OG. I remember. I remember actually. Believe it or not, when I got into you guys, I was getting into bands kind of the similar kind of Florida bands like Dealey Plaza and Traders and like those kinds of bands. Yeah. You know, and then that's kind of how I, how I got. That was like my gateway into this kind of music. Like I, then yeah. I found like Spite and like Rex, and like all those other bands. You know. Yeah. So me and Kyle Carter, our body snatchers guitar player, me and him used to be in Dealey. Oh, nice. No way. We were, we were in Dealey for two releases, and then, um, I don't know, Dealey kind of like stopped doing everything. A bunch of stuff happened with Dealey's guitar player, who used to be my old business partner as well. Mm-hmm. But so Dealey ended up like kind of stopping for three three years, and uh, their singer Brian, he's actually my old roommate. Our he's Kyle Carter's roommate right now. But they just oh, cool. released a new album and it is so good. And they're actually already recording another album with me right now. Uh, oh wow! Well, I had to put a bunch of albums on hold though because of this whole shit. But mm-hmm. yeah, the new there's another daily uh, EP that's almost done. 
and uh it's really <laughs> sick it's just like aggressive metal like I, like almost like i am but if i am was a little bit more metallica and a little bit faster Ooh, oh, that sounds amazing that sounds amazing <laughs> that sounds super dope yeah yeah, yeah dope. it's really sick that sounds super tight so yeah i would say oh yeah in a band from florida called deadland i've heard of them I've, yeah same yeah okay. i'm uh I'm I'm working on their new album right now as well, and uh, yeah, I would say yeah. So Strangled, Broadmoor, Dealey Plaza, Deadland, for sure. Nice. Those are all those are all bands that like aren't doing anything right now that I feel like, <laughs> I feel like are about to be popping. You know, right? I mean, gr- I mean, granted, given the circumstances, who's really doing a whole lot right now? I mean, oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 a. Uh, I'm I'm sure that once things will pick up again, I'm sure the landscape will be much much different. You know, yep, yep, much different. I will say that you know the the scene was really pulling together and um, helping to support all these bands that were put out of work. Um, Absolutely, that are on tour. I've, dude, I've there like I can't tell you how many times I've tried to snag merch from like different like bands, and it's just sold out within minutes. Yeah, yeah. We've been, it's seriously. so wild. I um. I, I I agree with that. There's a lot of bands kind of milking it that, that I, I don't I don't really I'm not about it. You know what I mean? But yeah. for, the, for the for the bands that that had like Enterprise Earth got fucked really hard. Oh, can I cuss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. You're, you're, you're more than All good. Right. All right, um, Enterprise Earth got fucked really hard because they had to one cancel their Europe tour. I mean, they they did pretty much the whole Europe Europe tour. But they had to cancel the last three shows. Flew back right before border, like right before the travel restrictions were in, and they flew into Florida, which that their tour with Die Art was supposed to start the next day, and they were on their way to the first show, and that tour got canceled right there on their way. And they're from they're from Seattle, yeah. So they're they're in Florida, but just think about this. Think about one a flight from Europe to the States where you had to get it three days earlier, that's not cheap. No, no definitely not. For, for, for five people. And then you got to think all that merch that they ordered to start that, the artist murder tour, you know what yeah. I mean? That's, that's probably 15 grand in shirts that they had on them that At they least, didn't yeah. get to sell. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They didn't get to sell any of those shirts. So they're just yeah. 15, 15 to 20 grand in the hole because a tour got canceled. And, right. you know, those are all expenses that people don't really know about. Like when you start a tour, you have to put money up so that you can make money, you know? Yeah, actually, yeah. I was I was I was actually hearing Ethan from Great American Ghost talk about that because he, he he works for uh, for a merch company. He was saying like these bands have to like they have these merch bills. They have to meet on tour, you know? Oh, yeah. And yep. people, people, like, a lot of people don't really, don't really understand that side of touring, you know? Yeah, a lot of a lot of bands will get their merch. A lot of merch companies for touring bands will will front the merch, and the bands will pay it off as it's sold. You know, right. but we, I don't know, I don't, I don't like to do that. I like to save money from the previous tour and just buy merch, like, and pay for it all at once. That's super smart. Yeah, yeah, just sheer profit, not have to worry about anything else. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's super smart. Um, so. Going kind of um, going towards so you said that you you were label mates with Born Anew. Yeah, um, actually, can I can I add it. one thing? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay, I wanted to add one thing about the merch and the coronavirus and stuff like that, and like, um, Body Snatcher actually has a thing that's going to be put up next week that um, we're making custom face masks and. Every every single order of a T-shirt or hoodie or anything like that will come with a free face mask. That's so tight. That's so yeah. rad. That's so like, sick. A lot of people are selling their face masks for like twenty bucks and shit like that, and like we're just like fuck it, give them away free for all of them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, that's bad. If, if, if somebody's sick. buying a shirt, like give them a mask. Fuck it. Good thing I got paid today. Take one of those things out. Same. Yeah, that's super sick. Um, so also, really, really quick, tour next year and it gets real hard. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's, like, face masks everyone's in face masks, and like in like hoodies and stuff, and all like, yeah. like, acting a full yeah. of these shows and like full yeah. face mask. That's tight. Um, also, can I just say that the shirt that you had for this this past the the rap shirt with like the two tour vans with like the super oh like God. boxy print that was the greatest <laughs> t shirt design I've seen it's, in the past so, like ten years, man. It's we, so hard. 
so basically we saw this old shirt and it was rick flair and it, rick, rick flair was like <laughs> doing the woo thing and he had these yeah. two two limos and like if you it, on our instagram you can see the original shirt and our shirt and we literally <laughs> ripped it off to a t like <laughs> it's it's so funny. There was like kids on our Instagram. They're like, "Oh, you guys think you're big shots now?" And I was like, "Dude, it's literally a meme." Like, <laughs> calm the fuck down. It's like none of us think this is cool. It's just hilarious. <laughs> That's is, hilarious. Is, is 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 that the one where he's in the red robe and it's like he just has piles of money around him? Yep. Yeah. 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 I've yeah, seen that shirt. <laughs> That's if you, if you look at our shirt, there's money everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like who needs limos when you got tour vans, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah seriously, that's that's super tight. And it's um, our actual van too. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> I was gonna ask. I'm like, is that your actual van? Yeah, that's yeah. So we, awesome. They photoshopped an actual picture. Like we went outside and took a picture of our van, so it looks just like the limo. Y'all had a full on <laughs> for this shirt. That's amazing. That's yeah. so funny. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I love it when bands like like can commit to something like that, and they're just like they own it. Like yeah, like this is like this. Oh, is dude. Right now. it's the we best don't thing give ever. A fuck. Like we did that one shirt. <laughs> we were we were somewhere on tour, and uh, some somebody somebody walked by with a dog, and Kyle was like, "Wow, I love dogs." And we're like, "All right, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're yeah, we're a little bit ago, putting yeah. that on a shirt. Like there's <laughs> nothing, nothing you can do about it." Like we have a dude that makes designs for us, and. I mean, we probably have 300 designs just sitting in a folder because we come up with stupid shit and have this That's dude. That's so great. <laughs> That's a great Someone says something that. stupid, we're like, oh, that's a shirt now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we don't care. You know, if, if you, if you, it, it all goes about like how you portray it. It could be the dumbest thing in the world, but if you, if you act like it's sick, everyone's going to want it because it's hilarious. You know, you got yeah. like, to own it. Exactly, yeah. and then Don't on, on, a, on the secret. On a more, on a more <laughs> yeah. serious side, didn't you guys print a shirt on Carhartt not too long ago? Um, yeah, it's actually up for pre-order right now. I don't know if it started shipping yet. It did start shipping hard. this week, this week or next week. That's tight. That's super tight. Yeah, yeah. And it's embroidered as well. Ooh, oh shit, that's icy. Mm-hmm. So, um, kind of, kind of going back to the to the very kind of beginning of Body Snatcher. How did so? What was kind of the the thing that was like? Okay, I'm gonna start. A, I'm gonna start a new band called Body Snatcher. We're gonna play really heavy music. So basically, I joined the band a couple years after the band started, but the band originally started with Kyle Medina, um, this kid Ben, this kid Colton, and. This and another drummer, I forget the other, the old drummer's name, and uh, this kid Frankie. Um, Kyle Medina wanted to name the band after like a serial killer, basically. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this was like, when did the band start? I think it was like 2014 or something like that. Mm. Um, but all all the cool serial serial killer names were already taken, you know, and because uh, like. I don't know. In, in my opinion, the best serial serial killer name band was a band called Ed Gein. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and oh, dude. Oh, I, I think that's like the sickest band name. That's it's yeah. you know. But Ed Gein's nickname was the Body Snatcher, so that's kind of where Ooh, the name came from. That's tight. That's super tight. Yeah, and uh, back then, so they they started the band not thinking that it was going to be a band that was taken seriously. Kyle Medina was just like some you know he he was really young he was probably 17 or something like that mm-hmm. and uh because he's only 23 right now i think damn um, <clears throat> we're, the sa- we're the same age i don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> he's killing and, it uh, i'm just sitting here yeah killing it yeah so he uh he was like wanted to be in a band that played shows because he was like kind of in an internet band for a little bit um mm. But he just wanted to be a breakdown band. His favorite bands are bands like like Recon and Thick as Blood, like old like old hardcore beatdown bands and yeah. old MySpace deathcore era bands. <laughs> and um, so he wanted to start a band that was kind of like Recon, but right. they, they somehow they ended up being like 
a down tempo type band. I, I'm personally not a fan of that first EP. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the first EP was recorded uh, with my old business partner, and uh, then basically they started playing shows. Kids in Florida thought it was hype. You know, it, it, it was cool, yeah. and then a year later they were like hey we want to record a full-length album with me and the dude i used to work with mm-hmm. and i was like all right sick let's do it and uh yeah and then that that's how i met him was when they went to go to start recording death with me that's tight yeah because um because mm. I, I actually i i noticed the the kind of contrast and sounds between the first ep and kind of the newer kind of hardcore influence sound which yeah. is i i i love that like because yeah. you know, I'm I've, I'm more of a fan of 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 hardcore than the kind of down tempo band. Same. Because it's it seemed like that kind of that scene got really popular and then kind of died out because every band that was big in that scene moved more towards the more hardcore influenced sound. And know? that scene got way oversaturated because it's the easiest shit in the world to run. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I noticed. I noticed that too. That like every every band that was coming through, there was this, there was this venue in Van Nuys that we used to go to all the time called Woma, mm-hmm. and you know they had like they would they would have shows like every two weeks, and every single band was playing the same breakdowns for yeah. an hour and a half. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was just a. Uh, it was a it was a genre of music, in my opinion, that kind of like it. It took deathcore, and it made it. I don't know. The only band that I think <laughs> did it good was like those that that the first two Black Tongue. Yes, uh, for sure. First two Black Tongue releases. That's the only band that really did it because they did it like, like yeah, it sounded like down tempo, but you couldn't write that shit. Like that that shit was written so well. Yeah, <laughs> even though it might have been easy to play, like it was written really well. It was, it yeah. was way more way more creative than the other bands were that were doing it. Yeah, I mean, well, plus Eddie and Aaron from from Black Tongue are just like they're crazy musicians. Like they're insane. Oh, those those are, two right circles two, around everybody. Yeah, the two two of my best friends in the world, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, yeah, they're amazing musicians. Like, because I, me- I remember like following them from like early like mr sister fister to like Inter annihilator to black tongue and it's like yeah and then when aaron wrote for the rings of saturn album and then like the newer Inter annihilator stuff like those guys are just insane yep uh, have you heard eddie's uh solo thing called navy or gene yes i have yeah i did that record oh really oh, wow. yeah he came over to the states and stayed with me for a month and we kind of we just did that we i uh yeah did everything here it was awesome that's so sick that's super sick so what 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 bands kind of like when like when you were when you were uh, a wide eyed youth like when <laughs> when you were going to shows and like what were like the, the first couple of bands you're like oh this is what I want to do now like this is tight like like the like the like the uh, first bands that really caught your attention saying I want to do this for you know my full time job I would say Poison the Well oh for sure classics yeah it's a great um, band. 18 visions bleeding through also amazing um, bands i would say all shall perish before eddie there was an a- album they put out called um uh hate malice revenge and when i first that that was like the first real deathcore i ever heard like there wasn't a band doing it yet that was like 2005 or something like that right right and and I heard that, and it was like straight death metal. And then they like played a build up into a breakdown, and I was like, "Holy shit, what's happening right now?" <laughs> and then like Suicide Silence came out and stuff like that, and 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 I was like, "Yo, all right, I want <laughs> to I, I, I kind of like move in this direction. I, I like this." And and back then those shows were crazy. They were like. Yeah. Like you think hardcore shows right now are violent. The deathcore shows were way more violent than any hardcore show you go to right now. Like <clears throat> it was like I don't know. You if you would have saw Waking the Cadaver and, Oh my god. And, like in their in their peak, if you would have saw Waking the Cadaver in New Jersey, like you would have it was like you're either going to the hospital or you're not. You know what I mean? Just like, <laughs> just like pick a side, you know. That's awesome. wild that's super wild because i remember actually it's funny because when i first started getting into metalcore i was getting into bands like you know like the chariot and like those kinds mm-hmm. of bands 
and I would hear stories about the Death Course shows, but like I was too young to like you know fathom going to those shows because I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go into Chain Reaction. I'm gonna see a couple shows there, and then I'm gonna go home and relax for a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I would hear people saying like early Acacia Strange shows, like we can make oh a nap, like Rose, yeah. Rose Funeral, like those old bands yeah. that would play in these areas, and they would just it would be absolute insanity. Yeah. yeah, my my cousin was telling me a story about how he basically saw some dude with a trash can just get, or sorry, not a trash can, a uh, couch get thrown at him. At his <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, couch. There's a video of King Conquer playing, and it was a show with Rose Funeral. I think it was like 2008, and, and there's just kids literally throwing couches. <laughs> 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 One one of yeah, my favorite hilarious. videos on the internet is this dude like there's like there's this local band playing in a warehouse and this dude takes a mattress and takes out like six people and just throws yeah. it back <laughs> heads. Oh, I've done that. <laughs> it's amazing. That's I've, awesome. I've done that a lot of times. <laughs> um, uh, to expound on on uh, the crazy show experiences, I what was? Let's just go with, uh, I guess, Body Snatcher to make it easy. Um, what was your best? and worst uh show experiences with uh, body snatcher you say um like best say, show that you played and then just play, yeah you know <clears throat> honestly the this last tour that we did i i feel like every single show was just as good as every other show of the tour like we didn't have a bad show and i think that, we felt we felt so appreciated every single night and in every night felt great well That's deserved, feel so honestly, good, yeah. well deserved man and uh yeah and it's just like i don't we didn't even know how to accept it you know what i mean because every yeah. night every night was a surprise you know because like we've done tours with bands that are, i mean in our eyes are way bigger than us and you know our headliner tour every show did better than every show of those other you know what i mean than right and those other tours that we did um i would say worst show Man, I don't know. I don't. I honestly can't say that I played a bad show with Body Snatcher, because even the shows that are like fifteen people, kids just go off. That's great. Yeah, it's got to show a good like dedication. I, I can't from I, your fan base, you know. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I can't. I can't say a show where I was like, "All right, this sucks. Let's uh, not play the whole set." <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> you know, um, and like right. this kid's bleeding. I want to see what happens next. <laughs> Here's here's one. Um, what what's the most violent city that you played? Ooh, Brooklyn. Like... Brooklyn. No matter. No no hands. Like really. Every time, Brooklyn. Jeez, <laughs> that's wild. Brooklyn is scary. Oh, it's so sick. <laughs> what what why is that surprising? But also not surprising at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not. It's actually not. Yeah, it's literally. I would say that the. It goes Brooklyn number one. Believe it or not, North Carolina, number two. <laughs> Interesting. Nice. Dude, North Greensboro, North Carolina. The other cities in, in North Carolina, not so much, but Greensboro, holy shit. <laughs> they, got, they got some issues over there. Dude, <laughs> everybody's wearing steel toes and just kicking oh, people. Oh, no. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. It's so I got sick. off of work and here I am. <laughs> seriously yeah oh, just so. cut down at the warehouse exactly. and then at, and then florida florida's really fucking violent too it's sick yeah those those, those those i've actually it's funny because anytime i've seen like any florida show it just pops off like in that kind of genre yeah like when, when traders plays down there when you guys play down there like any of the local like the florida natives play down there it's wild mm -hmm. that's awesome that's great um so uh going into your most recent release uh this heavy void which by the way is such a good record you guys killed it um uh how did you guys approach the writing process for this heavy void compared to uh death of me so death of me was written no one in the band right, right now so, so um so all right so um all right yeah yeah I'll, I'll i'll go into how we wrote this heavy void and then i'll kind of explain what happened before that um but yeah so myself and kyle carter our guitar player we both live in the same city wait um, wait hold on so your vocalist your bass player your guitar player all named kyle yep 
That's awesome. <laughs> right. So, so, so that's from amazing. now on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Carter, Shope, and Medina because that's how we call everybody. We don't say Kyle. <laughs> we don't say Kyle. In the that's band. a forbidden word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So, me and Carter live in the same city. Medina lives about three hours from us, and Shope lives in Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, for so, sure. Um, so me and Carter would like I play guitar too. So I, I would write songs. Carter would write songs, and me and him would kind of send them back and forth because he can he he can record at his house as well. And um, so we were kind of like going back and forth with songs, and me and him, he he wrote the majority of the songs, but I would go back and like help him structure things out, like song structure wise. Right. And um, so it it took us about a year to write the record. And um, so, yeah, once we had like our own personal demos down, then he came to my house and then we demoed them all out like at my studio. And then once we had the second version of the demos completely done to where like, all right, these are the tracks. Then we sent all of those to Medina for him to listen to but after we did that we kind of like carter had never written lyrics for any band he had ever been in before and carter's been through a lot that a lot of people his age don't have to go through right and so we were kind of like yo carter you have free reigns to write what you want to write because he said he he had expressed that he wanted to write lyrics like some lyrics you know right and so then he came back and he had like seven songs of lyrics written and i read oh, wow. all of them and i was like like reading them was like it was it's hard to read some of those lyrics without like getting a tear in your eye you yeah. know and it was just like i was like holy shit so and it ended up we ended up placing all of the vocals here at the studio when we went to go record vocals um but Kyle Medina ended up writing two songs of vocals. I wrote I wrote a song of lyrics. Shope wrote a song of lyrics, and Carter wrote the rest. Wow, that's, awesome. um, that's actually crazy. I've actually there's not a whole lot of bands that that I've like for a fact know that every member has contributed that like that significantly in that way, and that's super super cool that you guys are able to do that. Yeah, yeah cool. no, it's really awesome. All of us everyone there's only four of us but (laughs) all of us respect each other's opinions very much we don't we're not we've never been in an argument as a band in the last two two years you know that's super super cool (laughs) oh that's great what's that like yeah it's kind of funny (laughs) that he says that because you know we it's because it's it's kind of it's that's super respectable because it's it's hard to get in a room positions and play music that you guys like without somebody saying okay well, I, well what about this and then someone's saying well i like that part and you guys just start butting heads and it's like yeah like, I, I, that, that what, happens so easily what happened was um basically well i mean I, I i was in a band that got signed at a very young age you know what i mean like king conquer toured a lot i, I mm. toured with a lot of a lot of big bands with king conquer and i i hadn't i hadn't played music for a while or i hadn't toured for or been in a heavy band for like three or four years before i joined body mm-hmm. Sandra. but i knew what touring was like and i knew what working with shitty people was like you know <laughs> and kyle shope was in a band called float face down and i had toured with float face down with king conquer so me and him already knew each other uh carter was in a band from florida called beacons and they had toured and i knew i already knew carter so it was like when body center like rebanded with all the new members all of us had been in touring bands all of us had worked with with band members that were hard to work with but mm-hmm. we were we were also all the members of those bands that were the clear-headed ones that knew <laughs> how to so work cool. you know so like we, so have, we have a band filled with people that did the work in their other bands before. That's awesome. That was sick. Yeah. Man. Um, you mentioned that you, um, earlier you mentioned that you worked with uh, Deadland um, yeah. on their on their record. Do you do um, producing and like recording? Yeah, yeah. I, I've done 
uh, I did Death of Me by Body Snatcher. I did the re-release of Death of Me. I did the new album, and that's like producing, recording, mixing, mastering. Wow. Um, oh, wow. I did. Um, I've worked on every Traders record from Mental State until now. Oh wow! Uh, um, I did the new annotations of an autopsy. I did the the most recent falsifier. Uh, um, I did a lot of a lot of stuff. Uh, fuck, there's a lot more. <laughs> That's quite the resume. <laughs> That's you super got there. sick. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna uh, say. yeah. yeah. How, it's it's how, actually kind of. Uh, go ahead. Sorry, how, sorry. How how long have you been uh, producing an album? I've been doing it full time for four years. So, so I've, it's been my, it's been my, my career. I haven't had another job. Like I haven't, I've done producing, recording full time as my main source of income for the last four years. Oh, that's so cool. That's That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I, that's kind of what I want to do eventually. Not right now because there's, there's a lot going on right now. That's like, there's too many, there's like, there's too many moving parts. So like, that's, that's super cool that you're able to, to do that and pursue that, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's always cool to see people that are in touring bands that have been around music and touring for so long that they become producers because they know how to capture that that sound like that x factor that people yeah, are looking yeah. For. you know because, like, because there's actually we talked about this one of our podcasts there's something live to record that doesn't always translate and it's cool to see like a producer that can capture that translation from live to record because it's so difficult you know mm-hmm. that it's, and, it's, uh, it's another cool. another thing is like a lot of bands come in, they think their songs are the shit. You know what I mean? They think their songs are like, like there's nothing that could be changed. And I could go, I, I could say, hey, let's change this one part. And I, it could take a half of a second. But that half of a second can change everything about that song. You know what I mean? And right. and, and like when, when people hear that, they're every every time like they're like i would have never thought to do that and that just fucking blew my mind you know what i mean it's like, so, like it's so sick. little little things like that they're like producers that have been doing it for a while they have a they have a certain ear <laughs> that just like can they'll hear it. a band has heard their song the way they've heard it since they wrote it you know what i mean yeah but of course getting a pair of fresh ears on it somebody will hear what they think that part was going to go into mm-hmm. and they'll give that option and it's just like it changes everything. It's so sick. Yeah, because I, I, I love when it. we were writing music like that, it's it actually it's cool you say that because we were writing music like that, and it was we'd always write these songs and write them and hear them over and over again for like a month, two months, mm-hmm. you know, and then we take a break for like you know a couple of weeks and we do something different. We go back to those songs, and we're just like, oh my gosh, we need to change all this stuff. Then someone's like, we'll have someone else come in and be like, oh, I thought it was gonna do this here. Oh, I thought it was gonna do that here. And we're like, oh, like, we didn't think about that, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's always good to get that outside input. How yeah. did you find yourself getting into uh, mixing and mastering? Uh, basically, whenever King Conquer, uh, I don't know, I, I quit King Conquer in 2013, and our singer <laughs> quit as well. The band didn't do anything after we quit, besides one tour, but I did that tour as well. Sight, <laughs> <laughs> come back. We did one tour in 2015, and that was the last thing that King Conger did. Um, but so King Conger stopped touring in 2013, and it was because I got a job offer to play for a cover band here, and they were like, "Hey, we'll give you $700 cash a week, and we'll, and we'll give you, we'll give you two months. We'll give you August and September paid vacation, 700 bucks a week for two months. And you don't have to play for those two months. And every other week, I only had to play four nights a week and I got 700 bucks cash. <laughs> what? Damn, so, that's wild. so I, I was like, all right, I have to take this job. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's easy money. So that, that was when King Conquer stopped is when I got that job and playing in a cover band sucks. Um, what, were, were you covering a specific band or was it like just multiple bands or multiple bands i mean it was fun stuff we did we did cool songs we did like newfound glory and paramore and Breaking awesome. benjamin and lincoln park <laughs> and slipknot and we did like wow. modern stuff right. but it was just like every week you see the same people and they were always so hyped. I don't know why. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know what's they, coming. <laughs> yeah, they they saw us play like like a million times, you know. And it's just like 
I don't know. It wasn't for me at all. I hated yeah. it. So basically, all right. So I got into recording because I was home so much. I started mm-hmm. I started playing in, in this cover band, but I was only playing at nighttime. I was playing from from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. every night. Uh, that was that was my job, you know. And I would only play. I would play uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That was it. Right. Mm-hmm. So. so you know, so you had all, all these other days and all this other time like well what am i gonna do yeah and i also had a house <laughs> so <laughs> i uh, so there was this kid that filled in for king conquer on bass a lot this kid named jesse kirkbride and me and me and him became really good friends we started he started recording bands he did he he uh he wrote the first traders record, like the very first one, and he wrote um, the the hate campaign for them. Oh, okay. and so he basically like started that that version of the band because he he wrote all of that, he recorded all of it, and he and so basically I was like, oh damn, like that stuff sounds pretty good actually, you know. Right. And then Ken Conquer wrote a new song, and I've. I forget. Yeah, I think it was around 2015 or something. And I I went and recorded the song with Jesse. And then right after we recorded that song, he he moved in with me in my house. And I just started learning stuff. You know, and me, me and him mm-hmm. we would kind of like teach each other things and blah, blah, blah. And we started a recording studio together. And it really started to take off. We were doing a bunch of stuff. We did like uh, that the rings of saturn record um uh fuck not not the one that just came out the one before that uh oh is, oh. was that um lugal not lugal can no yeah. um, was it get him G- yeah yeah that one yeah so we did that record we did uh infant annihilators the egg um we did the all the traders stuff besides the newest one i did that one completely by myself um <clears throat> the we did we worked with a shit ton of bands like mm-hmm. it was so sick like like we were like really taking taking off as a studio and um yeah that basically that that's how i started recording was when i moved jesse into my house oh, wow. that's awesome and you kind of yeah. just like bouncing off each other like ideas <sighs> like recording ideas stuff like that yeah and so like I, I would i would get all the bands booked i just because i'm a i'm a very I'm a people person. I can talk mm-hmm. to people and I can get ideas across very easily. And mm-hmm. he kind of wasn't like that at all. <laughs> so you guys balance so each other I, out really well. I mean, except for he did a really bad thing, which I'll get to, I'll get to in a little bit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh wait, there's more. <laughs> there's a lot more of that stuff. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if I should talk about that stuff. I mean, I. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's up, up to you. It's, yeah, because yeah. we we can always edit out anything. No, you know what? I think I I think that it needs to be out there because the statues of limitations. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> literally, fuck that kid. <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'll say it. Um. So yeah, he he, dude, kid was my best friend. We we <laughs> lived together. Um. We started bands together, like we we started this band called Lost Fortune. He was Dealey's guitar player as well. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so yeah, that's how I started recording. Blah blah blah. We recorded a band called Body Snatcher, and they were doing <laughs> a ten song album called Death of Me. All right, and basically that's how I met Body Snatcher was when <laughs> they came in to record Death of Me. I, if 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 I if I remember correctly, weren't you on the very first version of Closer to Hell? Yep, and that that that's why because they recorded at our studio, right? Yeah, and um, yeah, Kyle Medina is a huge King Conquer fan. So oh, okay, that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. how that's how we ended up. That's how I ended up meeting all all of them. But anyways, uh, Body Snatcher recorded that in 2017 and this was before they were on stay sick they had no idea who they were going to release it through they had no idea what was going to happen 
the their sound was different from the ep and i remember them coming in and started to record this songs on death of me and i was like oh excuse me (laughs) (laughs) i was like yo these songs are way sicker than the ep like (laughs) it, it was way more of a hardcore feel but it was still really heavy and yeah i i just really liked it and um i remember being like if that band loses their drummer i would start touring again you know <laughs> and um yeah then they shopped the record out and stay sick ended up picking them up and then right after the cd was released they did a they did a tour and right when that tour was over this is like all happened so the album came out the next month they did a tour right when that tour was over their guitar player left and started playing bass for spite their drummer left started playing drums for spite but he only did one tour so he he kind of got the he kind of like didn't get anything good out of it because he, yeah. he left body snatcher did one tour with spite and then was not he didn't get the spot um so Medina was like he messaged me and he's like dude what do you think I should do like he he was almost like about to say fuck it and and the band was going to break up mm-hmm. and he found out that the guitar player that left the band to to play bass and Body Snatcher's bass player were stealing money on tour oh shit and oh, wow. he cuz he was like I mean, a lot of bands don't make money on tour. Like mm-hmm. they just, they just don't. Like you'll go on tour and you'll come home negative. You know, mm-hmm. right? So Kyle didn't think anything of it, but the the van is is Medina's. It's in his name. You know, mm-hmm. like the merch always gets ordered through him. And so the fact that these other guys were getting paid, he found out because somebody was like damn that's so sick you guys made this much money on tour and he was like what and they were like <laughs> they're like oh so and so in your band said that they came home with like two grand or something and he was Ooh. like he was like are you fucking kidding me oh, yeah you know, so he found out that, all, that these dudes are stealing money so he then he kicked out the bass player so it mm. was just it was just medina and the one guitar player left named frankie that was it Mm-hmm. And so he was like, "All right, I think I don't. I think the band's just gonna be done, you know." Mm-hmm. And he was like, "What do I do?" And I started talking to Frankie, the one guitar player that was left. And I was like, "Just drive drive down to Fort Myers and come to the studio." And it's like three hours for them. So they came. They had a song, and I was like, "I'm gonna write drums for this song." And I was like, "And." I'll play drums. And Medina was like, nah. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, fuck it. I was like, I'll do it. I think I think the band is sick and I think there's a lot of room for growth, you know. Uh-huh. And he was like, No fucking way. <laughs> so we recorded this song. I wrote all the drums for it. It was actually uh that song Exterminate. So we we wrote that song that and that was the first song lost. I wrote with the band. <laughs> and then Float Face Down was actually having a memorial show because their singer died. And Kyle Medina was gonna do vocals at that show for Float Face Down. So he flew to Jersey, played uh, played the memorial show, and Shope, who was the bass player in Float Face Down, was like, dude, I really wanna like start touring again, blah blah blah. And uh he was like, you know, what well, anything happens, I'll let you know. And then basically right after he did that was when he found out that the dude was stealing money. And it was like mm-hmm. two weeks after he did that memorial show, he was like, hey, dude, um, our bass player sucks. Do you want to play bass for us now? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and, I, and he told me about it. And I was like, fuck, yeah, I love Shope. That's so sick. <laughs> And yeah, and then uh, we were so right then it was it was Medina, me, Shope, and Frankie playing guitar, and we did a tour and it was super sick. And we we're like, dude, we should add a second guitar player. And I was like, yo, my dude, 
Carter that played with me in Dealey said that he really likes the band and he's a really good guitar player. And they're like, fuck yeah, we love Carter. And I was like, sick. So Carter started learning all these songs. And right after that tour, Frankie was like, hey, I think I don't think I want to do this anymore. And I was like, well, good thing Carter started learning those songs. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, and then we were just like, all right, fuck this. Now that Carter's in the band, we're going to stay at Four Piece. And it's been fucking sick ever since. That's that's super tight. That's a a body snatcher to develop. That's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. That's super dope. That that you guys everything just kind of worked out in your favor because, like, I because I, I think that you know everything like leading up to the current lineup and this this new iteration of Body Snatcher, it seems like things really took off. Yeah, es- espe- yeah. Espe- especially like with the, with the sound change, for sure. Um, because I remember I remember hearing about. Like I remember, because I, mean, I remember hearing about the the newer stuff that was coming, um, with Death of Me, and then I remember like, oh, that's super sick. And then when the new record came out, I like everyone was posting about it, everyone was talking about it. It was like it was awesome, like to kind of just see like all of that stuff, you know, going around. Yeah, it, it worked because we were all everyone in the band now was in the early day deathcore bands, and in exactly. our in our opinion all the deathcore bands that are out right now, everyone got soft. Like, like not like, not like, <laughs> uh, and I'm not talking like, like everyone got soft, like, like they're playing softer music. I'm talking like everyone got soft. Like the shows aren't violent anymore for some reason, you yeah. know, like, like, like now the deathcore bands don't draw the violent crowd. They draw like the internet kids. Mm-hmm. And yeah, grant, they, granted, I love the internet yeah, kids. Like they, they, they wear like, you know, they they wear like their their hoodies and like their oversized pants and they stand in the back of the venue on their phones. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. That that's like if you go to to, you know, a a a modern day deathcore show. That's a lot of the kids that are at those shows. Yeah. But back back in the day, you you went to a deathcore show and it was like all the big scary tattooed guys <laughs> wearing well, yeah wearing fucking sweatpants and Jordans and you're gonna get killed <laughs> mouth, you know so like now that's some dude's dad. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but, but like we were like, dude, we want to like bring that violent style of deathcore back, but still add you, it you did. something. Right? <laughs> you did. Yeah, you absolutely did. You, you succeeded. Yeah, definitely. yeah. <laughs> yeah are, 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 like are, it seems like a lot of that kind of violence came in with like you know the more modern hardcore bands that are coming out, like bands kind of like you know like Code Orange and like bands like like when they're very first starting. You know, like I think everyone was watching those, like the like the this is hardcore performances, like all those other stuff where people were just like going insane at these shows. Yeah, yeah. And then everyone was like, "Let's just put that in with like the deathcore stuff we're doing now and make it heavier." Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. And that's how deathcore originally started as well. You know, what I mean, there, yeah, exactly. there was bands playing. You know, bands like Shattered Realm and and. I don't know. I, I don't even know what bands to even say, but you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I listened to bands like, like walls of Jericho and terror mm-hmm, and nice. stuff like that. And I wanted a way to make that music even more mean sounding. And that's kind of like, I feel like that's where Deathcore started. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Cause you know, cause I remember like when I kind of, Exposed to deathcore, like I was kind of into like the more metalcore stuff, like you know, like Vanna and like the Chariot and Norma Jean, like bands like that. And then I found like in like Rose Funeral and be like becoming the archetype, like the early stuff. And I was like, Oh yeah, what is all this? You know, Molotov Solution. Yeah, Molotov Solution. (laughs) Oh my god, yeah, yeah. Those guys were putting it down, man. Oh yeah, like it's like who let them do this? (laughs) Yeah, seriously. And I like I found all these bands, and I was like, Oh my god, like it was like it was like a whole other world opening up to us, you know? Yeah. So like now it's like because of the way deathcore is is looked at now, you know what I mean? Like like now kids look at deathcore and they're like, oh, that's not a tough scene, you know? Yeah. So now now I'm like, I don't even want to be considered a deathcore band, even though (laughs) even though I think OG deathcore was the shit. I just want people. I just want people to think that we're we're a scary band. You know what I mean? That's all I want. (laughs) Yeah. I want I want people to 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 want to 
do things that are very irresponsible while at our shows. <laughs> yeah, that's Definitely. that's when that's when I'm kind of glad that the new tagline of beatdown came along because, like, you know, they're describing the bands as like deathcore, and people kind of just like, oh, it's just deathcore, like toss it aside. But now it's like the modern day beatdown bands are looked at like the deathcore bands were back in the day, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say like the most, the craziest shows I've been to are beatdown shows and for sure, for shows. It's just yeah. like it's yeah. like the end. It's like the end of the world in there. The apocalypse. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, there, was, there was this YouTube video I saw of this band, this beatdown band called uh, Tsunami. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. They're from San Jose, dude. Their first show in San Jose, it looked like a prison riot. It was insane. <laughs> it was their first show. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, California had some pretty OG beatdown bands like Murder, Death, Kill, and MDK. Yeah. Uh, yeah, shout out to MDK. Yeah. And MVK was I, I've toured with that band like four times. I actually did vocals for them on a tour. Really? <laughs> oh, really? That's nice. Yeah. yeah, it was actually a tour with Maltop Solution as well. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it was. It was, uh, it was. What was the name of that fucking band? Bermuda, King Conquer, Murder, Death, Kill, Maltop Solution. <laughs> Dude, I forgot about Bermuda. They're yeah. Right. How yeah. was that? How was that tour? Is that wild? It was in 2011. It sucked. <laughs> you would you, you, you would think you would think that that tour would have been fucking massive, yeah. but but there was probably like seventy kids a night. Oh shit! Yeah, sucked, dude. Tours back then sucked <laughs> for sure. With all this like talk about like older older music and stuff like that, you know, uh, there was no about... there was no room to make money back then because it was like the whole country was in a crazy recession. Nobody exactly. had any money. It sucked. Do you think like what what is your opinion and what are your thoughts on like this new way that's coming out and like future essentially of this type of music? Like where do you think where do you see this going? Um honestly it all depends. It it all depends on where the economy's at after this whole virus thing drops. Yeah. You know what I mean? If yeah. the economy crashes, kids aren't gonna have money to go to shows again. And that's why shows were shot in two thousand eight to two thousand fifteen. You know what I mean? Like, like the country, nobody had money. And, yeah, exactly. You know, so if we come out of this thing in a crazy recession, kids aren't going to have money, and the shows are going to shows are going to be really good at first, and then everyone's going to realize, oh shit, I don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, exactly. I got to pay rent. Can't go to the show. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully, hopefully, it could, like I don't know. We all come out on top. Yeah, then, yeah exactly. then, then we're gonna go back to the days of like breaking into abandoned warehouses and like shipping containers. Yeah, because like, you know? <laughs> I mean, dude, I did tours with the band that was before King ended up being King Conquer. It was a called something else, but like we did tours. Every show was five dollars to get in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah like um, it's it's so kind of coming full circle back from from that segment of like where bands are coming from as opposed to where they are now like do you, do you see the landscape of the metal slash hardcore scene changing more drastically than it is right now in the future like in terms of how bands going to evolve their sounds and whatnot um because we talked about this on the podcast previously where we we're noticing a lot more of a specific style of metalcore slash hardcore coming out of you know these bands from like the midwest and the east coast mm-hmm. you know that are bringing this kind of this newer more fresh sound like Bands kind of like you know they're bringing a, a modern take on an older sound like that very metallic yeah. hardcore sound like you know bands like Knock Loose and Code Orange and Burials and like bands like that that are mm-hmm. taking that older metalcore sound and they're kind of just putting a modern spin on it you know yeah no that's what I mean I think the scene works in a ten year circle and it just keeps revolving in the same circle but. Modern day, modern day, like mosh aspects on to bands like Metallica uh, and Pantera. And, and, but and, 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 like, 
Dylan is a great band. I've actually got I got a chance to see them yeah. live a little bit ago. They're amazing.